adaptive emotions, adaptive feelings are feelings that come up to help us adapt. They come up to help us move through whatever it is we're going through. And so if we have um, negative experiences with those emotions, i.e. I feel sad and then my church or parents or grandparents say, you need to suck it up, can't be sad, can't be sensitive. The next step would be like, well, when any time that primary emotion comes up again, we can tend to try to avoid it. We can tend to push it down. Um, And then, you know, what that can look like. For some people that can look like literally smiling or laughing when they're talking about something sad Mm -hmm. Um, or avoiding sad topics altogether, like literally getting up and leaving or changing the subject. And so um, I find that it can be helpful to like give clients this language so that they can just realize it and and be aware of when it's happening. I'm Kim. And I'm Camille. And this is Enneagram for the Culture, where two dope Black therapists discuss how therapy, Blackness, and the Enneagram come together. Hi, Camille. Hi, Kim. How you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you here. So Kim is actually in Raleigh and she's um, at my office. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right next door and another right across the wall from me right now. Yeah, we're I think we're still too um nervous about trying to record in the same room. <laughs> we have to ask, we'll have to ask for some help to figure out how to do that to make sure we don't get feedback. But we're closer than we normally are. It's just like you're you're just one you're just one wall away, as opposed to many miles away. Mm-hmm. So Don't it's fun having it's fun having you here. On your on your day, we're talking about your type. Yep, type sevens. Here we go. You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. Yes, I remember you said this about type three when we were doing threes that it feels different today than it did the first time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it feels different. Um, it never feels like yay, but it, <laughs> but it feels it feels different. It feels not as scary. Yeah, Look yeah. Looking at growth. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So let's jump in. How did the enneagram show up for you? Yeah, you I I did a fast. I normally try to do um, a fast every year. Um, it's something that I grew up in my home church doing so we would do an annual prayer retreat around the fall around October and so um as a congregation like before going up to the mountains for that retreat we would fast first and so um that's something that I've just kind of continued to do just for myself so I had my fast and it was really 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 good um, but one of the sermons um, that I listened to while I was fasting, the title of it is called Treasure Over Trophies. And it just seemed like this um, preacher wrote this, like this sermon was specifically and especially for threes. Um, pretty much the whole point of the sermon was for us to be reminded that 
Um, it's not trophies that we should be after, um, that it's the treasure and that treasure is what's within us. And um, he said a number of like really um, important points that like resonated with me, but one that's, that's standing out is just how trophies over time, they lose their luster and they tarnish. Yeah, they get old. Yeah, that's true. And, and if you think about it, like, um, yeah, you can just forget. I think I feel like in the sermon, he asked who won the Super Bowl um, two years ago or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, like if you're like a if you're really into football, you may remember. But for the most part, the point is like wins, like it's not something that you remember forever. Right. So um, to just shift your focus and to be in pursuit of um, your treasure and not trophies yeah I like that that's really cool it was really good um I'll link it so that others can listen if you guys want to but it was a good it was a good message drop in a good word thanks Kim thank you thank you what about you um mine how it's shown up for me recently so a client actually taught me this um he was telling me that they do this with his family at dinner time where they go high, low, and a buffalo for the day. And buffalo is something random. Um, So tell us a high of your day, a low of your day, and then a buffalo, something random that you just want to share. And I loved it. And so I have started, actually, if I have a client that like maybe for whatever reason, we haven't seen each other like in a month or like a little bit longer, just to kind of like jump through the like quick, like, how's it been for the last month? I'll do high, low, buffalo. Um, And sometimes like the low ends up being what we need to talk about or whatever. But um it's been something I've started incorporating. And then I've even started doing it with like friends. Like if I haven't seen a friend in a while or anything, I'll be like, okay, high, low Buffalo of the week or the week or the last month. Um, and so people have started it, you know, obviously doing it back to me. And I've noticed that like, it takes me so long to think of a low, like I, (laughs) like, I'll be like, oh yeah, I've got all, like, I'll be like, oh, hi, I got it. Buffalo. Yep. Sure. I could talk about buffaloes. <laughs> um, but the low, I'm always like, what is my low of the last month or the last week or the day? Um, and just like how funny that is that it like takes me a minute um, to really like even tap into the low. Yep. 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 I was wondering where, you know, where we were going with this as far as it tying into your type, but that there, here we are. <laughs> That's how that is it for sure. <laughs> for sure. Practice though. Yep. Keep it up. It's good practice because sometimes I'll be like, because it's not quick enough. It's another. That's probably another way it shows up. Um, and so when I think of the low, I'm like, oh, I can't think of anything. Okay, I don't know. I have nothing. But yeah. then if it's like I have to like be like, no, sit there for a second. Um, and then I'm like, oh yeah, here's a low. Um, but it does. It is practice for me to like even think of the low. We should do it now. <laughs> now, high low buffalo. Okay, well, you start. What's your high low buffalo of the last week? Oh, well, no. Or you could do high low buffalo of the pop for the podcast for the season since this is our we're nearing oh. the end. Okay. Um. The high for me for this season, I think it's been, yeah, I think it's been hearing 
that he, like so our process we record um and we, we talk about the amazing team that we have working with us and so we have our editor crest um who will go in edit and then send a draft to us for us to listen i think that's probably been the high for me is because um like we've rarely had edits that we sent back to him this season like yeah. you know it just sounds it sounds really good um and I think just like listening to us sounds really good like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just I continue to be really proud of us even like before we got on here to record I was looking over our notes uh for today and I'm like it's been a while since we since we made them and I was like gosh this is good so <laughs> um yeah just that validation and the reminders that we are like we know what we're doing and we sound good and it feels good and it's just something that I'm proud of so um listening to the drafts I think that's been the high low um probably the recording the first episode of the season that was hard it was really hard um so I'll probably say that was the low Mm-hmm. And then Buffalo. So it's something random. Anything random you want to share? It could be anything about the pot, like any reaction or memory or something you want to share, thought that you've had about the podcast. Mm. Mm. That one's hard. Yeah, I might need some time. And that might, that may have something to do with like <laughs> my, my personality. It doesn't have a purpose. Um, so you're like, what's the purpose of this? <laughs> Where are you going? What's the, what's the goal of this? This doesn't seem effective. This doesn't seem productive. This doesn't seem efficient. (laughs) Listen though, sometimes the Buffalo, I've had clients that will do the high, the low, the Buffalo ends up being the thing that we talk about. So don't knock it. Mm -hmm. No, no knocking. I just don't have anything yet. Okay. I'll go while you think. Okay. So my high for this season with the podcast has been, I've just liked all of the episodes and I've liked that I have felt like the episodes have been applicable for everybody. Like, I don't feel like if you're a five that you wouldn't get something from listening to the two, one, nine episodes. Like, I feel like all of the episodes, I think that you can grab something from. I've grabbed something from every conversation. Um, And I know I'm honestly guilty sometimes of Enneagram stuff of just like getting to the seven stuff and not looking at anybody else's. Um, So anybody that's listening, that's like, oh, I do that. Don't worry. I do it too. Um, And so I've found that our content has been applicable for so many. Mm-hmm. That's my high. My low has been social media. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, and you know this, I've complained about it. Um, it's shout out to our team. Again, we have an amazing team. Like Neff and LaDonna like, do so much amazing work to create our images and our copy and all this stuff for social media. And they're trying, you know, they do the reels. But Instagram has not been letting us be great. Yeah. And like the algorithm just sort of doesn't let our stuff actually be seen. Yeah. Um, where we might have a lot of followers, but people aren't seeing the stuff. And it makes me so mad, sad, disappointed, frustrated that like they do so much work to create cool stuff and it's not being seen. Yeah. And that frustrates me because I just want their stuff to get the props that it deserves. Um, so that's my low. Um, 
So if anybody's listening and you see our stuff, <laughs> that's my also little plug. Um, <laughs> uh. My buffalo would be something random. Um, I feel like this season we recorded differently. We like, I, I, it took us longer to record the episodes and, but I've liked it. Like it's okay. And it's been almost like a good practice for me of not feeling so regimented and being like, no, it's okay. That's taking longer. Like we're fine. Um, so that would be my buffalo. Okay. Yeah, um, still going back to the the social media, that's been a good challenge for me to just um, stay in touch with what, like, what feels like true for us and true for our brand and true for our voice and not be so, I think this is like what can cause anxiety for me with social media in general is just like likes. And so um, it's been a, it's been a good practice to just stick with um, regardless of the attention it may get, um, or the likes that it may or may not get, or the eyes that it may or may not get to see it for us to just, you know, be in touch with what feels like it's on brand and true for us. But you're right. That has been frustrating. Um, I, the only thing I can think of as far as random was just how, um, obsessed I felt about the bar analogy and (laughs) (laughs) when I tried to like come up with some context so that our listeners and audience could like understand what I was like what we're trying to convey and so um of course the whiz is where I kind of landed and I feel like that's that's kind of random I like that one see the buffalo is a good one because that was (laughs) piece of information that I liked like yeah you were and it it worked and it was good and so I like that buffalo that was cute of course I'm gonna see this yeah it's really it's great it's a great like tool shout out to that client um I, I like because of course you've always heard like roses and thorns, uh-huh. all those things. But I love the Buffalo edition um, because it really sometimes is an interesting thing that someone will share is yeah. in the Buffalo, or it could be something random. Like I've been watching this TV show and I'm really like it, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, Speaking of which, I got back on American Horror Story. I know you don't like scary stuff, and I know that this probably conversation probably won't go too far because you really. <laughs> don't like scary stuff but i mean it's, it's just another buffalo another yeah, buffalo. that might be the end of that conversation because i don't have anything <laughs> else to say <laughs> that's awesome i'm really glad that you're watching that <laughs> oh, all right let's jump in the randoms look at you leading into your random energy your seven and en- energy you've got trying. all kinds of things to talk about tv trying. shows <laughs> I'm trying i'm trying that's going to be my area for growth is to try to be more comfortable with being random. I'm really not a very random person. God, I'm so random. I'm really random. But it's not random in my head. Right. <laughs> I think I saw a meme. Speaking of sevens, I saw a meme about sevens and it was like, someone was like, I would truly love to like live in your brain for a second just to see what is happening in there. Like, it's it's so amazing. 
<laughs> I don't think I would. No, that seems <laughs> it seems like it seems like it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Tell us about it. It's kind of fun. It's random. That's what it really is. So sevens, let's jump in. Let's do a quick little overview um, of what um, sevens are all about. And if you want to go back and get a deeper dive on sevens, we do that on season one, episode 11. Um, So for just if we want to hear this really quickly, for sevens, um, the primary motivation is being satisfied and comfortable And the primary fear is being like without or stuck um, or sadness. Um, And the sevens are called the epicure or the enthusiast. And they are kind of the optimist on the Enneagram circle, kind of very optimistic, uh, positive thinking, forward thinking, um, really um, into newness and adventure. Um, very encouraging of others, afraid of negative or not, well, a little bit afraid, but also mostly avoiding negative feelings, avoiding um, boredom. That's another one of the fears. Um, Struggles to uh, slow down sometimes, has a fear of missing out. Um, I think that's really kind of a little summary on the sevens. We're in the head triad. Um, so in the thinking triad, the last number of the thinking triad, so five, six, seven. And so today's our last little one on the thinking triad. Yep. Um, all right. So the holy idea for sevens. And so this is when sevens are not holding on to that bar, but they've released it. They're not over identifying with their type or their armor. Um, the holy idea for sevens is wisdom. And that means um, this this belief that life can be experienced fully on a spectrum and that there is a plan that includes you and your well-being and that it's okay to just be present and in the moment. Um, I think sevens, well, you were just talking about what it, you know, some insight as far as like what it's like to be in your in your brain um but and we'll get into this a little like going right into the fixation and planning but you know sevens can be very um future oriented and sometimes past oriented too but um kind of in an effort to feel a sense of like security um can really become um preoccupied with with planning and so this, the holy idea in this kind of um, trusting that happens, it promotes and allows for sevens to be more present and in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like with the holy idea too, like that life can be experienced on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll kind of get to that later on mm-hmm. one of the practical tips, um, but that there is good and hard and all of that can exist. Um kind of on a spectrum it all it all can be there which leads to that wisdom place yeah um so the fixation so when a seven is is clinging onto that bar really really tightly um what the cognitive habit that happens is planning um is the word planning and so that means that there's this ego-led state 
that one has to constantly be moving forward and thinking about the next experience to avoid feeling negative emotions. Um, the ego-led part of that means that that planning habit um, or focus, cognitive focus, can be um, is a protective like tool. Um, it's it is functioning as a way to protect the seven from feeling the uncertainty or the possible negative feeling that might happen. Um, and so the, the planning happens to prevent that. Mm -hmm. um, and that is driven by this scarcity mindset, this mindset that, oh no, I won't be taken care of. I won't be okay. I will never have fun again. Mm -hmm. um, it comes from that place of not enoughness in whatever. Um, and so the planning happens to try and prevent that. Um, this is just like all the numbers that we've talked about. This is an a, almost a really unconscious move. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just sort of habit happens. It's a habit. Um, and so, and I, yes, I can co-sign that. Um, when I start to feel a little bit uncertain, I really move straight into, um, what's next. What can I plan next? What's the like order of things. Um, how can I arrange fun? How can I um, yeah. create fun and like plan it? Um, and so it can get again, very habitual mm -hmm. when I lose sight of that. I will be taken care of. I will be okay. When I lose sight of that life happens on a spectrum. Um, I will go into that place. Mm -hmm. That's, that's our fixation. The virtue for sevens is sobriety or constancy. And so, again, it goes back to this notion that um, you can be present, you can be mindful. So it's this ability to just to stay present without needing to escape what's in the moment um, and being able to let go of the insatiable need for more, as Camille was just talking about, and being able to just um, appreciate and really savor. I love that word, savor what is. Yeah, I that. Um, and then the passion for sevens. Um, so this is more of the emotional, like fat, um, habit or emotional um, thing that will sort of happen when we lose sight of the holy idea is gluttony. Um, and that word is talking about the insatiable hunger for stimulating experiences of all kinds. Um, I love in both of those, the virtue and the passion, we, we use the word insatiable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's pretty key. Um, mm -hmm. meaning that it's like, there's a need for more. I want more. Um, I never loved the word gluttony when I learned about mm -hmm. sevens because no one likes, it. and I also didn't love the word sobriety, um, mm -hmm. because those feel, you know, those aren't great. I mean, sobriety is a great word. Um, but it makes it feel like, oh, was I, was something bad happening before, you know? Um, but that gluttony can be, it can be around food and drink. And then it, especially um, when you look at like self-preservation types mm. um, for sevens, um, it can look like that, but then it also really can just be for simulating experiences. Mm -hmm. So um, that gluttony for all of the things, all of the fun, all of the deep conversations, all of the stimulating activities um, and being kind of gluttonous on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that probably all what's been helpful about this season is I always thought that, oh, gluttony, sobriety, like those are like, so like shameful. Yeah. Um, but 
all of the numbers have words that are shameful in quotation marks. They're not shameful, but they, they are things that we don't love talking about or admitting or having our business out there like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as we've gone around the circle this season, just noticing those words and being like, yeah, those aren't fun words, like Mm -hmm. for anybody. Um, You know, we talked about avarice for fives and deceit and anger and pride. Like those are all things, words that like we all sort of bristle at. Um, And so that helped me, I guess, like not shame myself um, for those words of like gluttony and sobriety. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, understandable. Um, and I agree that, um, it's been, it's been a bit of a relief to explore this concept, like for all the numbers and, and kind of feel that and understand that and be able to kind of yeah, I have empathy. Um, being a three and hearing deceit, and it's like the worst thing, right? And so, um, like you just said, to kind of go around and feel that for each number, um, there's there's, and we talked about this like from the beginning. Is one of the reasons we do really um, rock with this tool, and I think again, one of the reasons it it is so. Um, effective is because it does have um a way of shedding light and calling out with grace and compassion some of the things that can be really hard or even um that we can tend to not want to see or pay attention to so or we're embarrassed to embarrassed to see or pay attention to um even if we know it's true it's sort of like I don't like don't talk about that (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's uh it's important to just uh, as a reminder for all of us to be aware of the discomfort um as you're reading or listening or and continuing to learn um to just you know anytime you're reading or um hear something that it feels kind of like ooh. Just that stings a little, or that's that 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 ouch, right? Um, to not this that's a part of the work. So try not to. It'll be it can be very tempting to like um, brush over that, um, or you know, quickly move on to the next thing. We talk about you know how going back to social media and the enneagram. So many, um, so much of what's out there really only scratches the surface. Um, because, you know, that's what's comfortable and that's what's fun. So, um, again, like kudos to all of us for still being here (laughs) and still, um, (laughs) digging deep and trying to like learn and grow because it is uncomfortable. But yeah, like when you hear some of those things and read some of those things and you feel that discomfort to like do yourself, um, uh, yeah, a service and like honor it and, you know, pay attention, take care of it, stay open and be curious. Mm. Yes. Yes. Hey, so a part of our hope is to really connect with you guys. So we want to know what you're getting from this and what you want to learn more about on this podcast. You can connect with Camille on Instagram at camille.logan.lcmhc. 
And you can find Kim on Instagram at KReeseLCSW. And you can follow us both on Instagram at Enneagram for the Culture. We've dropped the links in the show notes, so check those out too. And while you're there, go ahead and bless us with a rating and a review. Subscribe so you can be notified when our new episodes drop weekly. And share this with someone you know. We'll see you around. So, so how does the how does all of this, those the wisdom, the planning, the sobriety, gluttony, how does that show up for our black sevens? Mm-hmm. Um, so for one, when so we've already kind of touched on a little bit when something impactful for sevens, especially um emotions um and to be more specific the like not fun emotions if there is such a thing um but that can be really hard for seven definitely what do you yeah i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna gonna say there's of course there's less fun emotion (laughs) i mean i don't know about you but when i'm on my couch under a weighted blanket because i'm sad i don't know if that's necessarily fun um but yeah 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 I mean and then you know maybe fours would disagree (laughs) maybe fours would disagree I don't know um so yes emotionally agree to Um, agree to disagree You, you know how I feel about it. I mean, and I'm a heart heart type, right? So I'm just like, feelings are great. No, I know that they're not all fun, but they're so important. And Well, I know that feelings are I important. I know that you know that. I know that and you know I that. know that they all serve a purpose, but some of them are not I fun. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Don't be, don't, don't. We can't, fun is a very important word to, to a seven. <laughs> so don't, we can't be putting the word fun on certain things that are not fun. Yep, let me rephrase. So, <laughs> Please when, use our favorite word accurately. <laughs> when it comes to emotions that can be hard. It's that can I, be yeah. challenging. Yeah, uncomfortable. Yep. To, mm-hmm. to to navigate that we all are still faced with whether we want to or not. Um it can be really hard. So, it can be common for um, us as a people, as Black people in general, um, due to messaging and conditioning about emotions, um, that if you allow yourself to feel or express or be in touch with your emotions, that that's a sign of weakness or that that's a that, that that's a sensitivity thing and that you can't be sensitive as a Black person um, or that we don't have time to feel there's too much work to do too much to overcome too much to fight for for us to like be just sitting around letting ourselves feel under a weighted blanket on our couch um or and I I hear this come up a lot with with sevens as we like you know kind of peel back um their experiences with emotions and that's this fear that if we allow ourselves to feel that we'll like that's it, right? So we allow ourselves to feel sadness and we won't ever not feel sad. Um, that will just be kind of drowning in the in the in the sadness or in the fear. Um and, and I think that, that that also like then ties into the fear of being stuck. 
So mm-hmm. I'll get, a, I'll, or sevens, I will feel afraid that I'm going to get stuck in this sad emotion or hard emotion or not fun emotion. And I'm just going to get stuck there forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, and sevens. One of our fears is stuck with being stuck. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. I wish you guys could see Camille's face. She's like, <laughs> face of disgust. Disgusted. <laughs> so, so this is how it can show up for Black Sevens. So just to kind of summarize, you know, Black people in general, we can have this, this kind of complicated relationship with emotions, again, because of messaging and because of how we've been conditioned, because of um, injustices, because of white supremacy, like all of that stuff impacting how we relate to and understand our emotions. And, and so, um, so this is, so yeah, it's kind of mirroring something that we see in sevens that we can see across the board in black people. Um, many of my clients, we end up talking about, uh, affect phobia and, um, it's, it's one of those things that you see the light bulb go off for clients when you explain to them that there's this thing called um, affect phobia, uh, where you're like literally, a, a, there's a fear of feelings, fear of um, emotions. And so um, breaking that down with clients and allowing them to um, have an image that I'll show them um, to triangle. And it just kind of goes through that process of like how it starts. We um, at some point probably have a, a, a negative experience um adaptive emotion and so um adaptive emotions adaptive feelings are feelings that come up to help us adapt they come up to help us move through whatever it is we're going through and so if we have um negative experiences with those emotions i.e um i feel sad and then my church or parents or grandparents say you need to suck it up can't be sad, can't be sensitive. The next step would be like, well, when anytime um, that primary emotion comes up again, we can tend to try to avoid it. We can tend to push it down. Um, And then, you know, what that can look like. For some people that can look like literally smiling or laughing when they're talking about something sad Mm -hmm. Um, or avoiding sad topics altogether. Like, literally getting up and leaving or changing the subject. And so um, I find that it can be helpful to like give clients this language so that they can just realize it and, and be aware of when it's happening. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then uh, again, also how this can show up for black people kind of piggybacking kind of dovetailing from what you just said is that fear of emotions can then also turn into a behavior. Not only like you said, getting up, or having a smile on your face, even though you're talking about something sad that, but also having this, um, and for sevens in particular, having this energy to want to like drive and to avoid and to cope, but like in this hustle way, like, um, Mm -hmm. and that's the planning. Um, and so wanting to say like, okay, well, if I can do this or I can do that, like, um, it's, and it's also that kind of is also part of the anxiety, which, um, sevens are in that head triad. And so we have a relationship with anxiety. Um, and so this, like, again, I'm using my hands to do this. Like, it's almost like a emotion, like an energy in my body of like wanting to hustle, to avoid, or to cope with these emotions. Um, and so for black people, 
um, kind of the fear of the emotion or the lack of knowledge around the emotion can turn into us sort of hustling um, or trying to fix um, to try and avoid or cope with the emotion that we're feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That totally resonates with me, even, you know, Mm-hmm. as a three um and I do I think just in general for for black people for a lot of black people um and this kind of leads a little into our next point about how this intersects with blackness for sevens um our as a people our capacity to like take I want to say shit I'm gonna say shit shit and then turn it into like something else so um the the discomfort of um, hard feelings and turning that into, like you said, this, this, this fuel to, um, plan or for me, probably like crank out work. Um, and as a people joy, um, black people, we have a, a way of, um, finding joy in anything. And, and good joy, like really, really funny, <laughs> <laughs> really funny joy. <laughs> As we're talking about this too, we're also potentially mourning the death of Black Twitter that might die soon because of everything that's like going on, and the memes about that, like the memes of the <laughs> funeral that's happening right now. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So I haven't stupid. seen it. I haven't I seen send it. you some of this of like people talking about like, well, since we're going to have a Twitter funeral, like who's going to sing, who's going to dance, how are we, what are we going to dress like? It's, it's, um, it's, um, I mean, it is so, I love that about us. My mom, who isn't on Twitter, she may be on, she's not on, she's not a big social media person, but we'll have like stuff that happens in the world and she'll text me and she'll be like, what's black Twitter saying? <laughs> And I'll send her, you know, the memes because it's, it's, I just feel like it's, it's so, nobody does that like us. Nobody does it like us. And like, and not only on black Twitter, but like, it's, it's ever, it's in our conversations. It's in our looks when we look at somebody and just give them a little glance. Like, (laughs) you're already laughing. (laughs) It could be people you don't know. Like, it doesn't even have to be like someone that you're close with like there have been so many times where I'm just out like at a restaurant or somewhere public and something happens and I see another black person in the space we don't have to say anything we just lock and we already know and we can crack up about it I mean it's 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 I love that about us it's so good I love it it's great it's and again it happens all the time I mean it's just the nature I think in I I did really agree with this I know our episode that we did with Chi Chi and she talked about like what's probably the like numbers for each kind of a culture. Yeah, and she said yeah. that she was like black American, black Americans are probably a seven. Like it's, yeah. it's this ability to just start laughing and to make joy and to dance. But then it also, I do think that like, there's the wisdom there too. And there's the like ability to have those like yeah. deep conversations and to really actually feel when we let ourselves But it's that like natural tendency to just automatically silver lining and just crack up about something and find the joy in it and find the ability to like make lemon lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, So that could be the whole point, but it's not. Yes. So we just got to just say, just 
that can be a slippery slope. It can be a slippery slope. It can be a really, I, yes, I also, as much as I love it and as much as I love it, it, it can be a really slippery slope. You just said as much as I love it and as much as I love it. Just both underline bold. I love it, but it can also be a slippery, slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. We got to um, be cautious. Cautious may be kind of a strong word, but maybe aware. Um, and some of the things we're saying, like mindful, present um, enough to realize when we are doing that and it's, you know, we're doing a disservice to ourselves or um, our community or our people um, because something else that I feel like Black people do really well. You mentioned um, the Twitter funeral, like Black people, we, when it comes to like the Black church and and honoring somebody who's no longer physically here with us, like we, we know how to, you know, we know how to celebrate life. We know how to um, take at least, you know, for that moment, um, grieve. And so um, it's, a, it's important for us to make space for both. Um, without that, you know, the, the joy is not really joy. It becomes this like superficial, um, kind of hollow, like fake thing. Um, and so I think that, you know, that, that does, that absolutely, um, is relevant for sevens as well, um, to not lose sight of the fact that, you know, to have an appreciation for the joys in life means that you have to be able to experience and tolerate and go through the hardships it makes the joy so much more joyous um when you allow yourself to like go through those harder tougher times so black people like we don't keep doing what we do but also um let's be intentional about like honoring you know when this stuff really is hard um and not being too quick to just laugh it off yeah because i think that that goes back to the holy idea of the spectrum um, and when I, I, for me personally, but it's something I talk to clients a lot about is that like our emotions are on a spectrum mm-hmm. and that sometimes it's almost like a rubber band. Like we can't, I, if I'm going to feel the high, high highs, it stretches the other way. I need to stretch it the other way into the lows. And if I only try and stretch mm-hmm. it to the highs and and forget the lows, I'm actually not going to be able to stretch very far. Like, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense, I don't know if I'm explaining yeah, it, but like, yeah. so like, both have to happen. It has to stretch in a spectrum. And again, the holy idea is this life can exist on a spectrum. Um, and I love that about the funerals um, because joy, there's all those quotes, joy and sadness are sisters that live under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's a beautiful poem that I'll sometimes use with clients. It's the prophet. Um, and I actually learned it because I was listening to a podcast about sevens and it was talking about how they share, um, they're connected and that when joy is awake, sadness is asleep. And when sadness is awake, joy is asleep, but they go together, they're interrelated. Um, and I love that. Um, and I mm-hmm. love that recognition that like for us to laugh as hard as we can and to be joyful as much as we can, it's because we do experience and we have to allow the sad moments to be there. And when sevens can step out of the fixation and the um, passion, we can actually really tap into that in a really beautiful and deep way with that wisdom um, because that's what we like want in our heart space all along anyway. Yeah. I, when I um, shared with you, with you some of like what I've been going through, like the hardest times of my life and your reaction 
Like I wasn't expect. I think I told like I wasn't expecting you to be so empathetic. Um, you really like felt for me, and that just meant the world to me. Um, so yeah, to just to to just highlight like what you just said that sevens do have this this capacity to definitely like go deep and feel the uncomfortable feelings. Um, I think you've said this before. It may not necessarily be relevant in all of the relationships, especially the ones where you're not quite as close or feel as secure. Um, but I guess I just want to share like being in in relationship with with you with the seven and having you know gone through some really, really hard stuff and sharing that with you as a friend to feel you feel for me in the way that you did. Like it just, it blew me away and it meant a lot. It means a lot. Thank you, friend. I appreciate those words and it means a lot. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, even you bringing that up, like I start to, pl- to well up thinking about it again. And um, so, yeah, it is like, we do, it is a spectrum um, yeah. and um, being able to allow ourselves to feel the the hard with our people and our friends and our, and our world. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when you shared some stuff, I remember I like thought about you. I thought about them. I thought about the world. Like I thought about, like, I just like, it got sad on a big level (laughs) for me. And, um, but then also can, you know, know that it'll be okay and know that like there is, stuff to be thankful for and know that there's stuff to be joyful for and to know like all that stuff can exist as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, friend. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Thank you. I think this is, a, it's like I said, it's important to highlight because people can miss that. And um, again, going back to some of what can tend to be really showcased about sevens, it doesn't, it doesn't always capture the depth um that because you know sevens are so optimistic it doesn't capture that sevens can absolutely have the capacity to not necessarily like live in the positive or live in a silver lining um to be present with grief and sorrow and sadness and hard stuff and and i i just want to say that it 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 meant so much it means so much um coming from you was sad let's go do something yeah which totally works yes all of that so yeah so that's the slippery slope being aware of it knowing that there's a spectrum all of that um our next point on how it shows up for black sevens is um fear um and so this i don't think i talked about this in season one but um when i learned that sevens were in the thinking triad and that we deal with anxiety and i think this is what you felt too about um Mm-hmm. Like the like when you like when you learned like fear of failure, you're like no, that's not that's not me. Um, when I heard like oh anxiety, I was like no, I'm not I'm not anxious. I'm not afraid of anything. Um, because I work so hard to not be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you work so hard not to yep. fail, that you're like no, not an issue. Yep. Um, and so um, the fear part of the sevenness can sometimes not land. And then for Black people, again, like when we're here cutting up on Twitter or we're here doing all this fun stuff. Like sometimes we can avoid that, like 
there's actually a fear here. There's actually an anxiety here um, that we are desperately trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just being aware of that. And, and what we have here is that like fear is no fun. Again, that's not a fun emotion. <laughs> There's another one that I think. Reels notes. So Could be a rope day, y'all. Like, yeah, I love feeling anxious. Um, <laughs> so fun. Um, no, it's not fun. Um, and so it can be like we can want to avoid it or at least not name it. Um, but when we have to slow down and say, like, no, there is a fear around whatever it is. Um, that's happening in the world or in our lives or individually um, and just being able to name and notice that. Mm-hmm. And then how does this show up for black sevens? Again, we also have avoidance being real, very real. Um, I will tell you that it is again, subconscious. If I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see a story that is sad, I will so quickly, like my, my fingers move so quickly to scroll. I'm like, I'm done. Like, it's just like, nope, um, not happening. Or, um, and then I like, forget it. Like someone will be like, remember when I told you that? And I'm like, no, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Gone. Um, I, there's certain news stories that like, I just don't dig into, like, I might like hear it, but I'm like, nope, nope, not going down that rabbit hole. Um, and so that avoidance piece that can happen for sevens in general, but then again, for black sevens, there's a lot of things that we can avoid. Um, and there's a lot of news and there's a lot of stuff that we can just avoid. And again, that subconscious, like it really, I've noticed how fast my, my hand moves just on Instagram. But then I've, me noticing that has made me notice even sometimes in conversations or in whatever, like if I'm just not no, people love documentaries. I think we've talked about this. People love documentaries and then they love to talk about them. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to hear about that. Like, um, <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> and that's just me. I know I actually have, I do know some sevens that love documentaries, but um, the avoidance piece, just noticing for yourself what you automatically avoid, um, the ways that you just subconsciously yeah. will be like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um not into it. Don't want to hear that. Mm-mm. That's good. Really, really good. Really important for all of us yeah. um, to be aware of how, what that looks like for us, what that feels like for us when we're um, trying to quickly keep scrolling um, right past it. Again, it's not about like forcing yourself to mm-hmm. endure um, as it is. We're just saying, hey, try to be more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that, you know, that's a step towards doing something about the avoidance, just being aware of it. So. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, speaking to community, um, you can, like, I've sometimes will say to people, like, I can't look at that today, or mm-hmm. I can't, because, again, part of the avoidance is the fear um, that I'm going to get stuck here or that I'm going to get dragged down into this negative piece of information. Um, and so there might be, um, yeah, I can definitely, I can think of distinct news situations where I will see the news and then I will know that I cannot, I cannot go here right now. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I do, I'm going to be laying in my bed for the rest of the day and I got to go to work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and other people can maybe look at it and go, and I can't, and so I will m- maybe say like, I just, I'll look at that later. Like, don't send me any more stuff around that. Um, mm-hmm. And so again, even when we're thinking about like those misconceptions, like the, sometimes for sevens, people think like, oh, they're just avoiding it. It's like, no, because if I really look at it, I'm probably gonna start crying. Um, and I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> or at least not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to kind of avoid it. So sometimes the avoidance is like necessary depending on our day. But again, just knowing yourself and knowing when am I avoiding um, and when can I come back to something later, all of that. Yeah, I think that's really important. That's something that comes up in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, clients can feel like, you know, when we call out avoidance, we're, we're saying that you shouldn't do it. And that's not it. You just want to be because uh, like you just said, avoidance, it can be um, functional at times. It can serve a purpose like. Yeah, you can't necessarily like get super duper sad. And then especially for you and I, part of our our jobs um, as clinicians is to come into sessions with clients and be regulated. So there may be times where we do like we literally like we have to put stuff that can be emotionally charging for us on on hold. We may have to avoid it so that we can prioritize um, other like necessary things that need to um, first. Mm-hmm. So what I always try to say to clients is, you know, it's not so much that you're trying to, you have to avoid avoiding. Um, again, you want to be aware of when you're doing it. Um, and ideally don't uh, perpetually avoid it, right? At some point, be intentional about circling back around and allowing yourself to feel. Yeah. The circle um, is probably the big, the big thing for sevens, black sevens, black people, like laugh, joke, avoid, but then come back to it if you need to. Like come back if you come back to it, not if you need to, but come back to it and allow the spectrum to yeah. be real um yeah. and to be present. Yeah. Yes. All right. Practical tips, because we love for things to be practical. Yes. Um, so knowing you won't get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, we've said that a few times that that is a real fear for sevens, for most of us, many of us, um, when it comes to feelings is, well, if I let, if I, if I open this, or clients refer to this Pandora's box, right? If I, if I allow um, some of the feelings to come to the surface, then that's it. I'm just going to be stuck and I'll always feel sad. I'll always be afraid. Mm-hmm. I'll always um, feel guilt. I'll always feel shame. And and to just hear us and know that that's just not how feelings work. Um, they come and they go. And so that can be challenging when you're in the habit of perpetually avoiding your feelings because by the time you allow yourself to feel it's something that you've been compartmentalizing or avoiding or putting off for so long that it can feel um, like a lot. It can feel intense. So just trust and know that that's not how we're wired. Um, The way emotions work is, is they, like we said, they come and they go. And so when you can make room for them, honor them, Again, it's going to be uncomfortable. As Camille has made very, very clear, some of these feelings will not be fun. <laughs> Thank you, Kit. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't last forever. It will not, it will last, not forever. last forever. 
and it 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 will probably probably not even last as long as you I know we just said it won't last forever so a lot like we're afraid it's going to last forever but it's not going to last that long it's just not going to last that long you're going to feel and you'll probably be surprised as to one how much of a relief it can be to just allow yourself to face some of the feelings that maybe you know you have been putting off um but you'll you'll move through it you'll move through it so make that a practice yes um <clears throat> I would say too that a little bit like we didn't write this down, but we kind of talked about this with some other numbers, but not using your fixation to try and like do the thing that you're supposed to do. So like don't plan to be like, okay, I'm gonna be sad for two days and then I'm gonna keep it moving. Like you don't get to use your <laughs> you don't get to use your tool of survival on the thing that you're trying to do better at. Like that's that's you like using the like bad things. I don't know how to say this, but don't do that. Um, we talked about, I just remember talking about this with threes of like, don't, don't be vulnerable, like to, to like show that you're not yeah. vulnerable. But yeah. Like, don't yeah. do that. Like, so for, for sevens, for us, like, don't, don't plan like, okay, I'm going to go to three therapy sessions and then I'm going to journal and then I'm going to go away to a cabin in the woods. And then I'm going to be done with this emotion. Like, and I say this so confidently because I, have thought that that is how you do this. Like, um, let me plan to be sad. Um, and yeah. it doesn't work like that. So again, releasing the bar, even in that work, releasing the bar on planning um, to allow the spectrum to happen that like, it's a wave and I will be taken care of and that there's good and there's bad and it's both and it's all like, all of that has to happen without you still holding the bar. Yeah. Um, so it's a really good point. Well, yeah. People we do, do trying to get shortcuts. Yeah. We all we do, to get shortcuts. People do that a lot. People do we that a lot. A lot. We do that a lot. Be it like that example you just gave, or you know, yeah, something hard happens, and we say, "Okay, I'm gonna give myself X amount of time to like feel bad about it, and then that's it." Um, and it's like, no, that's not. That's not even. I can, I can let that, I can let that ride if that's like a, like a step towards you working to feel more, but that's, that's really not <laughs> what, we're, what we're trying to, what we're trying to do. You want to, if, if a hard thing happens and it's been three years since that hard thing happened and there's a something that reminds you of that hard thing, it can be so just dishonoring, I guess um not good to yourself to say oh I shouldn't let myself feel because that was three years ago mm -hmm. um so just another example of this like you know how we can try to like you just said try to plan to feel or when to feel and that's not that's not it we want to like if it happens if it's been three years if it's been five if it's been 10 years you know people really get hung up on like what does it mean to like feel what does healing mean I mean, that's an element of it is whenever you're reminded of or you feel what you feel, you you know how to like be attentive to that and take care of it and honor it. And then again, like trusting that you're gonna you're gonna do that and then you're gonna keep it going. Like the feeling is gonna come and then it's gonna go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um 
Another practical tip for um, sevens and all of us in general is again, going back to that spectrum. This is actually something that I've recently been working on. So this is fun um, to talk about, but that our joy or goodness can also be on a spectrum. So not every meal, trip, conversation, day, um, event has to be at a 10 out of 10 positive experience. Um, and that sometimes some things are at a five or a six or a seven or an eight, and it's still a positive experience. It just doesn't have to be all the way at a 10. Um, and so again, even noticing the spectrum of joy, because um, sometimes what can happen for sevens if, is, is if it's at a six, it's like, that was horrible. And it's like, no, it just wasn't at a 10. Like, um, and six is still good. And then crazy idea. Sometimes things are at a four and a three and a two. Um, and that's okay too. Um, but even being, even allowing the spectrum to exist for the positive experiences, Mm -hmm. um, and noticing for yourself as a seven, the times that you maybe are bummed out about an experience, really actually pausing and actually putting a number to it and being like, actually, that was a, that was actually a seven. Um, and that's actually still positive. So like, we're good. Um, and again, probably other numbers are listening to this and being like, that is so bizarre. Um, but it's true. Like it really will feel like if this isn't a 10, it's trash. And it's like, no, um, it can be a six or a seven of still a positive time. Yeah. 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 And I think that goes to like the gluttony of it. Like it's like the gluttony of, I want it to be the best conversation and the best meal and the best day. And I want to just be skipping around, smelling wildflowers and, you know, life is good. And it's like, life can be okay. <laughs> or life can be a six out of 10 today. Um, and that is still positive. Six out of 10 is positive. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I'm thinking about fours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how we did, we, talk about it's a good practice for fours being, you know, our idealist and um, having a tendency to see what's missing in things or how things can be better. And so that practice of um, really just being present and uh, aware and observing all of the ways things are just uh, maybe mundane kind of in the middle so I talk with clients about like getting gray um that's what's come what I'm I'm reminded of as I'm hearing you talk about that some similarities there yeah yeah I think we talked about that with fours like I remember being like yeah I get this part of it like mm-hmm. wanting everything to be this grand big emotional experience for them and then for me it's more so for sevens it's sometimes more about the positivity or yeah. the, the joy of the experience yeah. um, So what else we got? Allowing yourself to be, um, to be, (laughs) to be comfortable not knowing. So allowing yourself to feel the discomfort of not knowing. Um, So again, the sevens are in the head triad with our fives and our sixes. And these types, I mean, we all like to know, but these types are especially, 
reliant at times on on knowing on information um and so it can be necessary and helpful to practice doing things that challenge that uh for sevens it's probably a really good area to practice that would be boredom (laughs) um because uh, it is, it's uncomfortable and a part of that discomfort is, you know, not knowing when it's going to end or, and, or what's going to be next. So, um, to practice, to practice that in that way, um, to allow yourself to feel the discomfort of, of not knowing what's going to happen next, um, so that you can feel that you will survive it um, and you can be reminded in the future, right? When there may be times where you don't have plans, it's not at a 10, um, you don't necessarily know it all, um, that you can kind of, that we can increase your um, thinking about the window of tolerance because I talk about it so much <laughs> with clients, but just, in, yeah, increasing your capacity for that so that, again, you can you can be reminded that it may feel like you're going to die, but you won't. Mm-mm. You won't. No. You You'll won't. make it. We'll make it. We will make it. Um, and a practical way that you can do that is actually finding something that you think is boring or are afraid could be boring or uncomfortable or um, I'm not uncomfortable, like uncertain and sticking it out um, and actually practicing that thing um, and doing that thing regularly and consistently um, to tolerate the discomfort um, and to be able to feel that like, okay, this was uncomfortable, but then it passed or did it, I didn't die. Um, so if there are, um, we talked a couple episodes ago about like me sitting down and doing my budget. Um, Mm -hmm. we, you know, certain tasks around your house that you find really boring or that you, um, don't really want to do, um, again, just practicing as a way to get used to that feeling. And again, notice that you're not going to die. We have here, like kind of hold your feet to the fire on that, um, kind of stick it out. I think, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or if I just talked to you about it. There was a workout program that I did. Um, it was so boring. It was so boring. It was on Peloton and it was so boring. And um, it was like five weeks, might've been longer. Thank you did tell me about this. Three to four days. It was, it's power zone. If anybody's listening um, that loves the Peloton and it's just really boring. The music's not great. Um, the way that you ride is really boring. It's just kind of like these zones. Like it's in Camille's face, y'all. She just, just, just this. But I did it and like I stuck it out and um I dreaded getting on that bike to do those rides, <laughs> but I did it. And and honestly, it actually is a memory and experience that means a lot to me because it really reminded me that like I didn't die. Um, I felt really accomplished doing the program. It's a popular program. A lot of people do power zone. I felt accomplished that I checked it off. I felt proud of myself that I finished these five weeks that were hard. Um, I learned a lot. It's a program that you learn a lot of technique. So like there were positives to this experience that I would have, if I would just quit after like the first or second ride, um, I would have missed those positive experiences or those gains that I got. 
But um, so picking those things that you know might be boring. And then even I liked what you said earlier about even the uncertainty thing. So like if there are plans or um, letting yourself not know, like letting yourself not be in charge of the itinerary, letting yourself not be in charge of where we're going to dinner tonight and what time is the reservations, like letting yourself take the backseat of to practice the uncertainty, to get used to that was uncomfortable. It's not my favorite way of being, but here were some positives that happened as a result and I didn't die and I can do it again next time if I need to. Just laughing at you pointing out the positives for me. (laughs) There's a spectrum, Kim. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Awareness, as you know, is a big deal. It's important to be aware. for all of us, and it's important to be, awareness is an important um, tool to have when you're doing any type of healing work, growth work, um, self-development. I mean, frankly, this may be my, just my personal opinion, but just really just being a good human um, requires some awareness. And so, um, oftentimes that requires us slowing down. And I think that this is where it can be especially applicable to our sevens. Um, it's slowing down enough to be aware. Like Camille said, you know, you're, um, scrolling and you see something that is uncomfortable, not fun. And it's, you speed up, (laughs) (laughs) how you're scrolling. Um, And so just, you know, that is an example like of how, um, yeah, how how speed can play a role. Um, And so to counter that, slowing down, um, again, these, uh, this is our head triad. So this is another way I like to use Enneagram in practice is, you know, whatever um, instinctual triad you're in, Tapping into the other triads is a way to bring about balance. And so for our sevens and fives and sixes, the types in the head triad, intentionally slowing down and getting into your body more, getting into your heart more as a way to also practice being aware. Um, So, you know, some of our favorite tools that we've mentioned, use a feelings wheel. I've had more and more clients tell me that they have a feelings wheel pillow. Yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I can send you the link. Yep. Get you one of those um, to really help you with checking in with your heart space. Um, do a body scan, take a walk, mindfully do something to help you to check in and get in touch with and attune with your body. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a feelings wheel that I like. It's up in my office here. That is the feelings and also body sensations. Um, mm. It can also tap you into your your physical feelings that you're having in your body. Um, and we, I loved the intervention that we did a couple of ses- season, not seasons, episodes ago where it was like heart, body, mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, like tapping into those other centers of intelligence um, would be important. But yeah, I remember <laughs> I had a, I had a therapist that I met with and um, I was talking, 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 like I do, doing all my little cognitions and thoughts. And she goes, Camille, how can you check in with your heart space? And I remember like, like being like, excuse me. <laughs> like, 
Like, you want me to do what? <laughs> like, tap into the place that I feel the least confident? Like, yeah. um, and just again, even the like aversion to her asking that question. Yeah. And then the intentionality that I really had to like put my hand on my heart, get quiet. Oh, I'm sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for sevens and so many of us, like really being intentional about checking in with your heart space, your body. That was another thing that um, is important for us to work on. And that mm-hmm. I've had to work on too. Like, yeah. How does your body feel? What's happening in your body? Noticing your body because we are so in our head as sevens that it can just be thoughts, all thoughts, 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 um, and not the feelings or the somatic sensation. So all I think this whole season, go back to listen to other episodes. We've done such, I feel like props to us. We've done such a great job of like throwing out so many interventions mm-hmm. um, that have gotten people connected to their bodies and their hearts. And so whether it's the grounding, we did that one time, whether it's the like, just kind of pausing and doing the deep breathing, like all of that is helpful for all of this stuff. Yeah. For, yep. And for all of us, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know, so we're talking about the head triad, but today, like in today's like world, um, when you can even just look at the statistics, like we are, we're pretty, we're pretty anxious. Um, And oftentimes that has a lot to do with um, our thoughts and fears and worries and kind of how we're processing them. Um, I'm doing this motion with my hand. That's like a circle because Sometimes that can look like just like ruminating, like it's just mm-hmm. on and on and on and on and on. And so um, I think I've said this before, like asking some of my clients who like most of my, my clients are black to like check in with your body. Mm-hmm. It just feels really, really foreign at first. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us just don't, you know, we're just, it's just something that we're not in the practice of doing. So um, yes. I'm proud of how we we really tried to be so intentional in um, integrating some of these suggestions into the episodes and very hopeful that we'll, there's something that we'll, as a people, you know, that we'll embrace more and do better at for ourselves. It's also pretty, I think that's a pretty Western thing too. Mm-hmm. We just tend to rely on our minds um, and thinking and logic, um, and miss out on the wisdom that is in our bodies and in our hearts. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <clears throat> we talked earlier about gluttony. Um, and so practical tips for sevens would be, first of all, just being aware of it. A lot of, um, a lot of seven practical tips, a lot of times are going to be first, the awareness piece again, because mm-hmm. we do have such access to our brain. Um, that for sevens, I think that once we can like become aware of it, we're pretty good at being like, oh, I'm doing that thing. Let me do something different. Um, so I remember learning that, um, like that, like sometimes for sevens, it's just kind of being aware. Um, and so anyways, grass for, for gluttony, same thing, being aware of the gluttony, being aware of when it shows up, when you actually need to slow down and not go into that insatiable need for more, um, and so we have part of a, what a practical tip that could be done in that place is um, actually setting rules and boundaries. 
Um, and again, practicing what it feels like to have a rule and to have a boundary, knowing mm-hmm. that you're not going to die. Um, but then also just having and leaning into discipline. Um, discipline is really hard for sevens. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some numbers that are really great at, at discipline. And so even looking to some of your friends or other mm-hmm. people in your life at how they use discipline in a way that is still intuitive and kind and compassionate. Um, and so doing that for yourself. And so we have, I have on here, like when you have rules around drinking, um, I know we used the word sobriety earlier, but really paying attention to like, what are my drinking habits? Um, just, yeah, just being aware of that and like putting rules on that. Okay. I'm only going to have one drink. I'm only going to have two drinks. I'm going to have water in between, um, because the fun can get rolling and that gluttony Mm -hmm. insatiable need for more can definitely happen with drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, you're scheduling. Okay. I'm only going to do something one night a week and the rest of the nights I'm going to stay home. Um, I'm going to do two things on the weekend and the rest of the time I'm like trying not to be overscheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, eat the budget stuff. I'm only going to spend this much, you know, in the summer I did no by July. So like having rules for seven is actually really helpful. Again, it teaches us not, it teaches the discomfort of it. It teaches us that we're not going to die from doing it, but it's also just leaning into um, being aware that that the, the no by July, like I noticed how much I just buy things. Like when I'm mm-hmm. having a need a new shirt, need a new dress, um, need a new that, like out, again, that gluttony of like, I want more and I'm trying mm-hmm. to have something happy happen in my life. Um, and so being able to say, like, nope, no, we're not doing that. We're gonna do no by July, where I don't buy anything, any clothes for the whole month, just to again become aware of how automatic that feeling yeah. was of that that gluttonous place. So um and there's probably other things, exercise, um, mm-hmm. even in conversation sometimes, again, like knowing like, okay, I got to go. I'm going to, I'm going to leave this conversation as opposed to being like, okay, we can stay here for 10 hours. Um, so just noticing and creating rules and boundaries for yourself, um, is helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the asking your friends to help, especially when it comes to discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, Camille didn't say this, but we have ones. Yes, ones are, and I have looked to my one friends. <laughs> yeah, with that. Um, but yeah, ones are really great at discipline, and so learning from them, um, as a way for us to grow is helpful. And yeah, lastly, um, being aware of how your armor um so this is again um referencing chi chi agorum and the enneagram for black liberation um in each chapter of the book chi chi highlights for like each type how important it is for us to be aware of um all of this stuff yes for ourselves but also for our community and so how we can if we're not careful um, weaponize our armor. And, and so for sevens, that can look like um, not having much tolerance for people who aren't um, actually optimistic, who, um, who are maybe pessimistic, um, or who just who don't, who aren't as gifted as finding the silver lining in um, challenging hard times. So for sevens to be aware of that um, kind of what judgment or 
um, what word would you use? Judgment, frustration, mm. um, <clears throat> annoyance. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, mm-hmm. with people. Um, yeah, so a, little bit, of, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of sadness. I get sad when people do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. And and for, you know, we talked about the body. So learn, knowing as a seven, like noticing how it, you, I, I will speak for myself. I have a visceral reaction to it. Um, so when somebody else is really negative or automatically negative or mm. a hard time with the silver lining, like something inside of me, like, um, and so like clinches or like bristles. Um, so again, noticing that body reaction and that automatic reaction, and then not jumping into the judgment or the frustration or the disappointment or the sadness that comes with it, but knowing that not everyone's like that and, um, having grace for other people and, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And just, and that it's not always helpful. Like some people don't want that. Um, and some people just really aren't built that way and yeah, it is what it is, but not using that as a weapon. Um, not using it as a way to create more distance or to get mad at somebody, um, but just to just notice that it is a difference between people and it doesn't have to be a weapon. How do we do? I think good. I think we did great. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sevens. Yay. Well... We only have one episode left. One episode left, and then we're done with season two. Um, so thanks for rocking with us and, yeah. and all the way around. And um, it's been a fun season so far. We don't have to say our goodbyes yet, but this fun season. We're almost there, though, huh? What'd you say? So we're almost there. Almost there. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for doing this with me, Camille, again. Um, and I guess that's a wrap. We'll see y'all in the next final episode for season two. See you on the next episode. Bye.